The nervous system of a human body is very complex. All its uh, key functions are involuntary and there is no conscious effort by humans to pay attention to it. As compared to let's say something like physical health for instance which is like way more visible. So we humans do have a tendency to not realize the importance of it and often overlook the work that the nervous system does which can't be seen. I'm Mohit Kumar and in today's episode we will talk about one of the key and extremely critical components of the human body which is the vagus nerve. So this nerve is responsible for the regulation of our internal functions such as digestion, breathing and certain other reflex actions such as coughing, sneezing, swallowing and vomiting. Uh this is the cord connecting your primary and secondary brain and it's up to you to decide which one is the primary one here. So without further ado, let's explore and know more about the vagus nerve and why the stimulation of it is critical. I think about lifestyle changes you naturally think about things that look more physical in nature like lifting weights moving around but then when you think about how your body reacts to these things your nervous system actually plays a huge role in how you interpret all of these things and that's often a super or highly underrated element of how we view things it's it's sort of like an extension of our brain or actually you can say that it is our brain in some ways it's the network of our brain but it's often the fact that we feel that our body is the physical body of made up of tissues muscles and brain is separate element the nervous system i think is usually one of the most ignored ones although like whatever we feel hear see is governed by how your nervous system is actually built like touch completely your nervous system right so on that i think one of the most talked about aspects and you also spoke about it is the point around the vagus nerve it's a favorite topic for many biohackers uh, we have seen a lot of companies in this space especially in the red light devices essentially sort of like trying to uh, activate your vagus nerve or basically improve your vagus tone all of these things so first of all what really is vagus nerve and uh, how does it actually affect your physicality your body or like whatever is basically your lifestyle overall actually the vagus nerve i mean that's like a a question for like i suppose <laughs> that's a phenomenal nerve because it's one of the longest ones that we have and it's actually cranial nerve 10 and it starts you know it it moves all the way from your brain stem and into all the visceral organs the vagus nerve is, is interesting again let's just quickly briefly like you know describe it because then at least we have context of where we're heading so the vagus nerve may be divided into two different elements as in a simple way of understanding right it innervates the top part under your diaphragm so you know your diaphragm is where your upper organs are separated from the gut as solar plexus yeah, basically uh, around the solar plexus but it actually slopes back and actually attaches to you know somewhere around the lower ribs etc now what makes the vagus nerve very very interesting is that it's myelinated which means the faster fibers with the myelin sheets around them are on the top half and underneath the diaphragm it's not myelinated it's like Oh. an evolutionary nerve and it connects to all the organs like right up to our gut the liver everything else so it's the nerve that's getting all the feedback from all the organs it's 80% sensorial so all of this goes back into the brain from all the organs back up and then it also controls your heart rate <laughs> and it's a part of your parasympathetic system the reason it's so important is when people are talking about heart rate variability today and about how ready you are or you know the variability with your heart the more variability you have the more scope you have to deal with stress 
The most, most flexibility, basically. The flexibility, right? Got the it. flexibility of the HRV. Now, the less scope you have of variability, the more stressed you are. That's when your autonomous system is on. When, when you're like, so it, it's your sympathetic system that's on. Why does that happen? Like, why does the autonomous nervous system regulate or make your heart rate, you can say, more regular in some ways? You want to know something phenomenal? There's something called the vagal break. It's not that it makes your heart rate more. Imagine that your heart is always beating much faster than it is. It's because of the vagus tone that the vagus break, this vagal break is actually holding the heart rate back. So what happens is actually the break is released. And that's how the sympathetic nervous system goes ahead. There's actually the vagus nerve is like a break on the sympathetic system. It's wow. so funny that we think it's modulated. It's actually holding it back. There's actually something called a vagal break. So... That's why you have two different modes, right? You have rest and digest, <laughs> I mean, in broad spectrum, and the ability to act in the sympathetic nervous system. There are two different functions that you modulate right through, throughout the day. The faster you're able to modulate in and out of that, the more recovery you're able to have, the less stress you're able to have, and the better you're able to manage your biochemistry. Because as you can see, everything from your brainstem going all the way down into every organ is controlled by this vagus tone, as you would say. Now, Here's the amazing part of it. When people are stressed, they figured out that there's something called the polyvagal theory. And this is mind-blowing stuff because they figured out that even what you hear changes. So let me give you this. If you're stimulated and there's fear, the way the uh, in your media, there is two small muscles. And these muscles actually relax the tympanic membrane in such a way that you hear steps in low tones. So... When you hear Jaws music, it's da 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 da. You know, yeah. it's low tones, and that's all to do with fear, isn't it? Now, uh, to calm the vagus nerve down is the opposite. There's something called prosody, a prosodic. It's when a mother is speaking to a child, or you're speaking to your dogs. Have you noticed like you have high modulatory voices to calm them down? Right. Mm. Now that's prosodic. Now that itself, the way it sounds. The tone actually also relaxes the vagus nerve. The way music programming also works is on the same principles probably. It would be, right? I mean, everything affects us. Everything affects us. This yeah. is what I was telling you about our vestibular system and our visual system. So when you're talking about vagus, because you know what? The neurology is so exciting because the vagus nerve is in your brainstem, but it's next to the facial nerve. And here's the other thing. Have you seen people are not expressionless when they're stressed? Especially the top half of the face? You'll see no expressions on the top half of the face because it's next to the facial nerve and all of this is like sort of frozen. I mean, if you now think about it, when we're getting visual cues from people, a lot of it is got to do with the face and modulation. That's where the nonverbal communication is happening, right? So sometimes when you feel people are off, it's because they don't have any expressions on the top half. They're giving you as a threat response, right? So all of that is a part of the vagus nerve. Wow. So you, that's why we have to move the face, right? I mean, you're stressed. If you notice, your face don't have expressions. The bottom part may have, but the top part doesn't, right? I mean, the facial nerve. And exactly, even the tones that you hear change. Why? Because if you're growing through a dangerous area and you can hear footsteps at the back, it's a low, it's a low tone. So your whole ear under threat is geared to listen to low tones and begins to not pay attention to other things. It's like a predator response that this is probably being hunted. Exactly. But that's what I'm trying to say. So when you ask me about the vagus nerve, and this is just beginning to scratch the surface, right? So everything to do with your gut, everything to do with it. That's why anybody who is in a chronic stress suddenly doesn't have tone in the gut. So irritable bowel syndrome, constipation, gut health, other issues over there. What do you really mean by the tone here in this case? The Our vagus tone. tone? When you say vagal tone, it yeah. means the amount of stimulation maybe the nerve is getting. So... 
like if I wanted to increase vagal tone, because we know it's connected to the heart. Exhalation helps a lot. This kind of exhalation, it tells us so much about yoga, doesn't it? Or all the breathing exercises around the world. Right. What the Tibetan monks do, uh, why we chant, why the Om is so powerful. Right. All of that is vibrating, right? And all of those humming and high music. Why Why do people have music, right? Right. How, how does that affect all of this? Uh, it's, it's Music is probably one of the most underrated. I mean, it's, it's definitely not a part of your, our utility lifestyle, right? Why did people discover music? Why did people invent music in the first place, right? I think uh, the fact that it's not a part of your your lifestyle, you don't need it to survive. But then music got created as a as a way to way of living, essentially, right? So that's really interesting. That it definitely would have been something that by instinct people would have discovered that this does affect the way they live their life, right? whether whether they're listening to music or they're singing themselves. Also, isn't it interesting that the kind of music that we listen to, the higher female voices, the uh, tones change when we want to relax. Mm. Uh, I mean, you got it on the ultra human app, you know, you got all the sleep ones and then all the tones are all prosodic. And then if you look at what you want to listen to when before you go to play a sport or you want to play football or whatever it is, you're actually switching into a different state. Maybe there's more drums. It's very intriguing, isn't it? And but you're not doing this consciously. It's just something that, you know, you want to bring this kind of sensation. Yeah. So you're able to tune in and tune out of those like sensations. And that's what makes it just unbelievably cool. Look, we're just scratching the surface on this one. But again, with the heart rate variability and such like that, this is where you're able to get some kind of interoception and feedback on the way you're able to influence this, right? So that's why we have biofeedback today. You have uh, other systems. There's some amazing work done on the ear by, uh, I think it's called the listening project protocol where uh, this Dr. Stephen Porges, he's an expert on this polyvagal theory and, and they've put out so much of information on on, on listening. I think uh, it's him and Dr. Lewis. So all of this is already available. But like I said, all this amazing plethora of information available and easily applicable. And that's what makes this kind of biohacking sexy for me because it's accessible to everyone. Yeah. It's there on your app. You know, you can go and listen to these tones and you know it's going to bring it down. You know what makes it cooler over here? Because you know, you're like almost excited because you're already in the pursuit of it. It's actually summing up everything that we've done together, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. sort of like saying, look, I know I can relax. I, I got to get my periphery vision opened up. My gaze is soft. I'm able to uh, widen my scope. I'm listening to these prosodic memories. I may be humming, maybe at home. You just meditated without even knowing about it. Right. it, it you, you, can, you can go from it top down or bottom up. It doesn't really matter, does it? Wow. Basically, the natural environment already took care of these factors and probably we'll have to unlearn a few things and relearn a few bunch of things, which we already know instinctively. I mean, it, it goes beyond biohacking. Right? It's actually, in some ways, understanding your biology, understanding the environment around you, just that itself could actually make a huge difference in terms of how people actually not just treat their body, but also treat other people and the environment around them. It's funny you said treat other people. The vagal nerve has got a huge response to our community and social angles. Because uh, face tone is how you actually interact with humanity at large. Right. So you could get everything right and hack yourself to death, but not have a community. And that could be the one thing that like takes the tone off, right? Uh, it's amazing because they actually did some research and you're like, if you hit me and you turned around and walked away, I would be pissed with you and probably 
we'll end up in a fight. If you walked into me, smacked me and said, I'm so sorry. What do you do with the tone? It's amazing. You've already neutralized it. I accept it. And we may be playing a sport. And the minute you say that, it's done. Because you appeal to me saying it's not intentional. You've given me the cue with your face. And my vagal tone is satisfied. And we're not going to get into a sympathetic drive. The vagal brake still stays on. And suddenly you have... So we have to look at this contextually as that the people that we surround ourselves with have as much to do with our vagal tone than what we have. So you're spot on when you actually said that our community, our social realm, our interactions, all of it influences everything, right? The way we see, the way... And that's what I wanted to bring to the fore. I'm saying that, look, we have all the tools. We are the greatest wearable we have. Yeah. We just got to, I mean, and, and hack that? No, I mean, just understand it. <laughs> yeah. And probably in the metaverse, we'll be able to pick the type of people we want to uh, stay close to. But yeah, I think to look at the way, uh, like, for example, is Warren Buffett, right? The way plays blackjack all day long and uh, lives a normal life, meets friends, talks about life, has some of these long days where he does not talk about business, but then ends up being one of the most successful people on the planet. It just tells you like what a chronic low stress can actually do to you or chronic living in environment, uh, in your natural environment can do to you. Right? That's that's really cool. But yeah, I think when you consider this from, a, I know that this metabolic health is definitely related to how you handle stress, but is there a direct correlation or direct relation of the vagus nerve to your metabolic health in, in like, if you think more from an actionable perspective, like regulating the vagus nerve tone, would that directly affect your state of metabolic health? 100%. <laughs> because every organ is going to be affected by it. And if you're in rest and digest, won't your functionality of every organ improve, your liver? Look, I think a lot of the problems of metabolic health, as we know, whether it is an increase of insulin because of stress, because uh, of... Uh, uh, yeah, let's say insulin sensitivity. Does yeah, that, does uh, that, that right? Yeah. But Anything, because look, there are many reasons why insulin could be up, right? Inflammation, cortisol, glucose, and then you have this huge growth factor that's ravaging your system. The point over here is like when you begin to manage it, you're going in a parasympathetic state. So you're allowing your time to recover. I think what it is, is that you're not not going to be stressed. I think it's a part of humanity. But we have the tools to deal with it and negate the problems. The issue is that we're not able to see that as a part of that same continuum. We've become so good at one thing, which is the response, which is to be on all the time, to be stimulated all the time, that we forget that we have to take care of this other element, which is the recovery and digest. And look, at it's all the things that people don't want to do really, isn't it? It's to slow down, to increase your scope, relax, breathe. It's not rocket science and have enough of time to relax. The, if you think about it, if I'm going to relax and I'm going to be looking at a TV all night and that's my idea of relaxation, it's good. There's no problem. No judgment over there. But it's not how our body was programmed because that's still stimulus, right? Yeah. You're still watching something. You're responding to it. There's tones over there. If it's an action movie, it may be driving your sympathetic up just by the tone. And if you have all these flashes and bangs happening, what's happening to your eyes? Yeah. But maybe that's still better than living a stressful life, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, that's, I'm just pointing out on the continuum yeah. on where that goes, right? It's not good or bad. Yeah. It's just that you're talking about the Vegas tone and say like how much you want to influence it, whether, what it does, right? That whole continuum. But is there a, like, if you just talk about this sensitivity, body sensitivity towards insulin, the stress and hence the Vegas nerve directly affect how insulin sensitive you are? Breathing, I'm sure. I mean, because it's going to bring it down, make sure that your body is in a state where it's not so primed 
over a period of time, but you're going to take 12 weeks of doing this before you see a result, right? That's the problem. Right. It's not like, hey, I'm going to meditate and uh, or I'm going to take a break from life or whatever it is and, you know, I'm done. But you know what's really interesting? Here's a good one for you. Almost every single person who's had the cyborg on, who's gone from Bangalore off on a holiday, they activate their vagal system because they're outside doing something. I, I think even you, weren't you at the beach recently? I mean, it's really interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, you don't have yeah. to do anything. You just got to be yeah. here at the sea, right? You already have a vast expanse of the horizon. Yeah. Your water is playing, whatever it is. If you're in the ocean, you're relaxed. You don't have your everyday mm. environment. And what happened to your uh, glucose? It's an automatic. You don't even have to do rocket science. Just change your environment. Wow. Put yourself into a natural habitat and watch how your vagal tone changes. The beach is really interesting. It's yeah. it's both peripheral vision as well as uh, maybe grounding. Plus, basically, uh, the fact that yeah, you're hearing. Yeah. It's actually uh, moderating you or actually optimizing you on multiple aspects, right? Exactly. I, and I'm saying you don't have to do anything. You just got to change your environment. That's why people go on holidays, right? What do you hear? I'm really stressed. I'm going to go on a holiday and you know, I'm, I, need, I need some time off. What do you do? Generally, if you end up in nature, you're going to basically enhance your vehicle tone. My point again is you don't have to think so hard, right? It may be a weekend. It may be a walk in the park during a day. But right. all of that is going to still help, right? I'm saying because it's everything you see, everything you hear, right? The way you breathe. I hope that you were able to understand and appreciate the complexity of the nervous system and derive actionable insights for optimizing your health. Write to us about the most hard-hitting part you found about our nervous system by tagging at UltrahumanHQ on Twitter and Instagram. Let's start the dialogue. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family. And let's embark on this epic metabolic fitness journey together. See you soon.